Welcome to the Old School Meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, which features speakers with long-term abstinence. This meeting was born online, and it's going to stay that way. That means you can attend live on Tuesday evenings at 6.30 Pacific if you'd like to. Go to the Los Angeles Intergroup's webpage at oalaig.org for login information. And now, our speaker. It's now time for me to tell you what I was like, what happened, and what I'm like now, including how and why I stay abstinent today. Okay. Uh, hi, everybody. My name is Peggy. I am a compulsive overeater, and I am your leader tonight, and I am so happy to be here. Uh, Deborah, thank you for asking me to share tonight, and it's a privilege. Um, I, I just, I'll qualify quickly. I've, I've been in the rooms. I'm coming up on 18 years of being abstinent. In February, I will be abstinent 18 years, God willing, February 17th. And I've been, you know, so I've been in the rooms. I, I came in just, just about a few months before that. So uh, in November, I was, I've been in the room since, since, um, you know, for 18 years, since November. And um, I am uh, maintaining, this is, I, I, I identify as a compulsive overeater, of course, but I'm also, or I like to say, I was a compulsive dieter. That was also part of my story. So um, I, I, I feel strongly about that because um, I'll, I'll just show you quickly. Let me just share the screen. I just have one picture. It's a little composite and, um, and there it is. And that, so in program, when I got to program 18 years ago, I, I became abstinent, uh, like I said, after about three or four months. And I, I probably uh, lost about 45 to 50 pounds from my top weight. But the miracle of the program is, and I put these here, is look at this. It's like, oh, look, mommy, she's fat, she's skinny, she's fat, she's skinny. And uh, the miracle of the program is, is that I have remained at this healthy body weight um, you know, give or take just a few pounds for all of these years. So I am incredibly grateful for that. Uh, so uh, anyway, th those are the numbers. That's that. So just before I begin, I just want to do something quickly. It's out of the big book and I find it important, um, not only for you to hear it, but I like to hear it myself. So it's from Dr. Bob's Nightmare. And this is what he says, short little paragraph. I spend a great deal of time passing on what I learned to others who want and need it badly. I do it for four reasons. Number one, a sense of duty. Number two, it is a pleasure. Number three, because in so doing, I am paying my debt to the man who took the time to pass it on to me. And number four, because every time I do it, I take out a little more insurance for myself against a possible slip. And I just love that portion. I, I love it more than anything. It makes I get, I get the lump in my throat because it's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, you know? It's a pleasure to be here tonight. I, I, I get a little nervous even after all these years, but it's like it's a pleasure because I'm here. I'm just here uh, to just, you know, tell my story. And it's the only story I know. Uh, but it's also an insurance policy to make sure that I'm going to, you know, I'm here with all of you because I am one of you. Right. So uh, so uh, what I was like, I just um, I grew up in New York. I come from a big ass Irish Catholic family and uh, they were without question a incredibly loving, fabulous, chaotic, crazy, 
uh, wonderful family. And I just spent the afternoon with my oldest sister, who's visiting here. I live in Los Angeles, who's visiting here from St. Louis, Missouri. And I, I'm reminded again of where I come from. So I, I, I feel that I'm still feeling the love, even, even, even though all of us were outside with our masks on, I could still, I could still feel the love and see the love. Uh, but, but what it was like was this big family. And I am, I am in my family, the only, I think the only compulsive overeater, but from the get go, my memories. So my thing around food, that's what I want to just, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but my thing around food was all about my getting my fair share. So 1950s, my parents were, you know, they didn't have a lot of money. Food was kind of, you know, it was like, at a, you know, you've got five kids, things are at a minimum. My dad would, you know, be, be laid off from work and the powdered milk would come out, you know, those kinds of things. And I can remember my mom uh, just, just putting the food down and saying sort of, wait, 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 and sort of jockeying as the food went down. And I, I just remember this feeling inside of me like, I could knock you over. I could fucking just knock you down with my with my thoughts of how much I wanted my food. I just wanted what I wanted. And I was a kid. I was just a little kid. So um, that's what I remember the most. So what I've learned in this program, and this is kind of the miracle of it, uh, is that I've learned that I I can never get enough. I'm 72 years old now and I still cannot get enough. And what do I have to do? I have to abstain from those alcoholic foods that I have now discovered that I have. And that's how I keep that feeling of never enough at bay. So I just sort of went along in life and kind of was like I was the chubby one. I was Five never. Minutes. Oh, great. Thank you. I was never I was never the, you know, um, um, terribly obese as a child, but I was always the chubby one. Everybody else, my sister there today, she's tall and thin and there I am. So I, I just was the chubby one. I started dieting in high school and then I was off to the races and then, you know, 15 years old diet you know, all, all of that. So I just kind of went along in life and I want to tell you what happened. And what happened is, is that 19 years ago, it's a lot, seems like a long time ago, but I was, whatever I was 50 something years old. And I went on, what happened to me was, was that I went on a little um, uh, vacation with uh, childhood friends and it wasn't a big group. It was a small group. But um, my, one of my friends, she got off the plane and she had lost a tremendous amount of weight. And by this time, uh, we were old enough and wise enough and kind enough to never say anything like, what did you do? What did you do? Uh, but I was just in awe of her. She looked so healthy. And we were there for a week in a little tiny place in Martha's Vineyard. And so there I was for that week. And I just got to observe my friend. And we were the early risers. And I would get up in the morning and there she would be with her our little For Today book. And I'd say, hey, Sandy, what are you reading? You know, And she'd be like, Oh, well, this is just a daily reader that I read. So it happens. It happened almost like she had what I wanted. I knew OA was around. I knew it. I knew about it. But by the time I found out about it from my friend, I had already resigned myself to I had stopped dieting pretty much. I was postmenopausal, married, two kids, postmenopausal, you know, 50 pounds overweight. I was I was actually just kind of okay. But um, I just queried her and I got to spend the week with her. And I thought, my goodness, she didn't eat sugar. She said, I just don't eat sugar and I'm a bulimic and I, I don't, 
I don't throw up anymore. And that was her abstinence. And as I spent the week with her, I saw a woman in recovery and she had what I wanted. That was in September. I came back to Los Angeles. It took me a while to get there. I'm usually not afraid of anything, but I was afraid to go to a meeting. I sat outside of two or three meetings um, in Hollywood and just could not get in the door. And I finally came in one day and there were only two people in the meeting and myself. And I went to that meeting and I've never forgotten it. And a couple of weeks ago, I shared at a meeting, I led the meeting and the person who hugged me that day, who was still in program, who he, he was there at this meeting just a couple of weeks ago. And it just uh, fills my heart with joy. So what did I do? I just came in and I basically, I, I, I knew the minute they started to read the literature, I was just like reading the literature and I went, oh my God, I started to tear up. And I just knew I was in the right place. So I just asked questions and I said, what do I do? And they said, well, just go to six meetings. You know, all the things we've heard when we come in the door and go to six meetings. So I went to six meetings. And after six meetings, I went back to that same meeting. I said, I went to six meetings. Now what do I do? They should find a sponsor. I said, where do I get a sponsor? Well, there was nobody there. And they said, go to the Beverly Hills meeting. The, the, the Serenity Sunday, there's tons of people there, not unlike your meeting tonight, how nice it is for me. I'm not familiar with this meeting, but how wonderful that you have a newcomers meeting after this meeting, because that 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 Sunday morning, Serenity Sunday is a big meeting with a big, you know, big, long speaker thing. But after that, there's a newcomers meeting. And they said, go to that meeting. And I did. And I, they said, who needs a sponsor? And I raised my hand. And like I always say, it was like a bad bar at four o'clock in the morning. It's like all these people just, I can sponsor you. I can sponsor you. I can sponsor you. So I was like, dang, okay. And this baby, this young woman who was probably 17 at the time said, I'll sponsor you. And I said, okay. And she was, I said, what should I do? She said, call me tomorrow. And that was it. And I was off to the races. And I called her the next day. She sponsored me until she fell in love and moved out of the country. And by that time, I had my feet planted firmly on the ground. I had started working the steps. I found my abstinence. I was working my program. And she left. And I was going to enough meetings that I just was like, I need a sponsor. And my current sponsor, who's now we're together for 16 years now, um, 16 or 15 and a half, uh, is, is my, has been my sponsor all of this time. So um, that's that's kind of what happened. And my abstinence, I just want to my abstinence is I, I do not eat my alcoholic foods no matter what. That's that's my abstinence. And I have um, like I, I can't I always say I can't even remember them, but I have eight eight items on my on my little card. And sometimes I have to write it down to remember them. So I've kept this written down. I don't need to tell them to you. They're just the basics. They're ones that all of us know. And 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 I don't eat them no matter what. And that's my abstinence. And I try to eat three meals a day, you know, nothing in between. And um, I don't always do it. But I I feel um, this abstinence for me has been has been a beautiful thing because I I really don't want to be deprived. That's a big thing of mine. That deprivation, that that dieting mentality of deprivation. Um, I had let go. Oh, thank you. Um, I had let go of um, the the, uh, the 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 sort of um, religion of my childhood. God love them. Uh, and and I wa- I always had a higher power, some kind of you know better higher being. 
but nothing, you know, so specific. And this program has taught me um, to, how to get my own higher power. And I have a loving, kind, uh, not punishing higher power that loves me no matter what. Um, so uh, let's see. So, so that's where I am. So been maintaining, been maintaining it. What do I do in my program? I, 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 every day I, I, um, I call my sponsor at 610. My sponsor of 16 years leaves on Thursday. She's moving to Washington, DC, which ordinarily would leave me crumpled crying. And I still have little tears, but we're on zoom now. So I'm going to see her. I'll see her. We're going to talk, we're going to talk no matter what. She's three hours later and she's keeping her sponsees, of course. And I'm here, she's there. And, um, and I have trust that all of that is going to work out. And that's a beautiful thing. And I'm incredibly grateful. One thing I do want to say, my brain is swirling now, but I want to back up one second so I can come back to the present. Backing up my friend that was in Martha's Vineyard, she put her hand out to me. And right before COVID hit, we've remained friends all these years, like we have since fourth grade. Right before COVID hit, I went to to visit her. She had just moved to North Carolina from, from Illinois. And I went to visit her in North Carolina and COVID hadn't hit yet on the brink of it. And while I was there, she shared with me that she was stumbling. She, you know, she, she was stumbling. She had just moved to North Carolina, Charlotte, and she couldn't find the right meeting. Her program was, you know, she, she was on, you know, weird footing. And we spent the week together and we just did program as much as we could. And guess what? I got to put my hand out to her and then all of a sudden, bam, COVID hits and we're in Zoom and she's on our meetings now. She's on our meetings. She's got a sponsor out of Studio City. She's working the program. I get to see her two, three times a week. It's a freaking miracle. This woman who put her hand out to me 18 years ago and now she's in a little box on the Hollywood Squares three times a week for me to see her. It's just, it's astonishing how this works. So um, that, that I just wanted to bring forward. And she actually was able to put her hand out to her grandson, who now has been able to put his hand out to someone else. So the program, the gifts of the program are enormous. My spiritual gifts and my everyday life. So that's kind of like how I want to focus on. So I sponsor, I sponsor people. I sponsor, I have four sponsees, uh, women, and they call. I talk to my sponsor four times a week. My sponsees call me every day. Um, some days are different. Babies, things are all come happening. Uh, but uh, it is the reason why I'm here. It's the reason why I'm abstinent. It, it, it is just like Dr. Bob said. It's just, that's, that's just the way it works. I don't eat my alcoholic foods. I, I, find, I found this higher power that I can trust in and I can look toward. During this time, it's a long time. I've gone through a lot. When I went into program, my, my our youngest son was going into college. And now they're married. I'm about to become a grandmother for the first time. And I am beside myself with joy. And yet, here we are. I had to visit my sister with my mask on. Everybody wore their mask outside in the back. It was so lovely. My sister wanted to I'm just mentioning this for program. My sister said, Peggy, Peggy, I, you know, what should we have for you for lunch? We're, we're going to be outside, beautiful backyard, all of that. And I said, Maureen, you know what? I cannot, I can't take my mask off. The baby's going to be born any, any day. 
I can't, I'm, I'm like, in, I'm like a, I'm like a monk now. I'm living like uh, I'm in isolation so that I can hold our grandchild when she's born. We know it's a girl. So they were so kind. I was able to ask her lovingly. She was like, of course, don't, we're not even going to eat then while you're here. I didn't get to eat lunch there. I didn't. And, and I came home. And I spent about two or three hours, it was well past my lunch hour, but I came home, darn it, and didn't I fix my tuna salad sandwich lunch and sit there and eat it with my Diet Coke and just have a beautiful abstinent lunch. And that is how I work my program. I rely on God. Before I went there today, I asked God, let me be of service to my sister and the family she's there with. And um, yeah, so I had, I had some, uh, just some worries about that because her health is not so great. But um, anyway, I rely upon my higher power and, and I've been through, you know, like we all have uh, the kids and, and um, uh, this past, past fall was a, a rocky fall. Our, our, one of our sons had some health issues, he and his wife, and just very sad and, and um, almost unbearable. And, um, and then there's the joy of the new baby coming. My husband got diagnosed with cancer. He's finished his radiation. I brought my higher power with me every single moment of every day. He's going to be fine. He's great. Three every, minutes left. Oh, perfect. Thank you. Every single day I have had to use it in the current. This is what's happening currently. It's like, I use my program for everything. Yes, I use it for my food. I use it, but I use it for my life. It's a blueprint for life. You know, my parents, those wonderful people that raised us so well, they passed away. I went through that absently, calling from the backyard of my parents' house, you know, crying to my sponsor, just sobbing, um, you know, just, just, just feeling the feelings and, and knowing that there's so much that I can't be in control of. So, um, yeah. So on a day-to-day basis, I just use my program as much as I can. And I've learned these last couple of years that, oh my goodness, I can't, I, 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 I am not in charge. God has got a plan. So I know God has got a plan for, you know, our, our son and his wife, our older son and his wife, were trying desperately to have a baby. Our other son is about to have a baby. My husband, all of us, all of us in the bosom of my, of my higher power. And I don't get to eat over it. And, and I don't have to eat over it because it, 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 it's a place that I, you know, I don't particularly like to go. And I also will just mention it's, 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 I think it's important for me to just say that I am one of the ones I've been uh, clean and sober for 39 years, but I did not go to AA to get sober. One of my, one of my sisters, my, you know, these wonderful sisters I have, uh, you know, got a hold of me years ago, 39 years ago and said, Hey, we're so worried about you. And that was it. I just stopped. I say this because I have, I have embraced the 12 steps in a way that I never thought possible. It is such a gift. And I, I utilize the 12 steps in every single part of my life. And I am incredibly grateful for the founders who, you know, started, started this whole thing so long ago and um, are able to give all of us, whether it's food or what, whatever our um, addiction is, they give us um, a pathway to freedom. So thank you for letting me share. I'm so happy to be here. Can't wait to hear your shares. Thank you.